0: Good morning and welcome to What's the Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. Very excited about today's guest. We have Susan Salinger. She's the author and researcher behind Sidelined, How Women Manage and Mismanage Their Health. It examines the ways in which some women manage, sometimes mismanage their health care. I love this book, by the way. It was really good. And uh, she's going to explain it. I'm going to open up her mic. I don't want to give away too much because we have her holding on the line right now. So let me open up her mic and welcome her to our show. Good morning, Susan Salinger.
1: Hi, Nancy. Well, thank you. I
0: really enjoyed the book. I really enjoyed it. I'm
1: so glad. It it was. Oh, I'm so glad.
0: Uh, I said, it's like, a, it reminded me a lot to, to compare it to a book that was written uh, a while back, but uh, Susan Faludi, it was so informative. Yeah. And yeah, thank uh, you. Thank it, you. It, it's just as great. And I'm going to go over some of the things because you had so much to say about this. I'm going to start by asking <laughs> you what inspired you to take tackle this because
1: that was a lot of research. It was a hell of a lot of research, and what inspired me was that I I had an unfortunate experience where I underwent some exploratory surgery that I was sure I didn't need. I had changed medications, and this developed some common side effects that I was sure were due to the new medication, and the doctor didn't agree and did a bunch of tests and finally wanted to do some exploratory surgery which of co- I agreed to. And, of course, he found, I shouldn't say of course, but he found nothing. And I want to add that if he had found anything, he might have saved my life. I think he was worried about ovarian cancer. But the point is he didn't find anything, and I was so angry at myself and so ashamed of myself that I wrote the book because it, it, I really didn't want what happened to me to happen to anyone else.
0: There was a, a big... I mean, topic you, you tackled here because, I mean, uh, I, I love the personalized stories. Those are very touching, too, and I love the follow-up to the stories as well. But the information um, was so incredible. I, I mean, I myself as a woman have been in that position where somebody just brushed it off. I was explaining my symptoms to a doctor, and they said, it's your age. And I got so mad. <laughs> You're not even listening to me. It's my age. I'm so mad, right. you know you know right. it's just like you're just brushing me off and and uh, right. it it was so great um when I, as I was reading through the book you know uh, the way uh, what you wrote about uh drug companies targeting women. would you tell us yes. a little bit about that
1: oh indeed women make well over eighty percent of all of the purchasing decisions for you know pharma for medicines for for anything medical really it's, it's our daily whip, so to speak. and the pharmaceutical companies know this so they their ads target women. If you look at your ads carefully on TV you'll see most of them have women, most of them have uh, a lot of them have women and children. And they, they t- absolutely target us because they know that we are the purchasers. And women do get more prescriptions than men do. And it, it's, uh, the side effects are frequently based on male bodies rather than female bodies. Women have not been in clinical studies, although it's much, much better now. But in the past, we have not been included, so they don't really know about the side effects on women's bodies. And like with what happened to me, they they can be surprising and unexpected. Oh, yes.
0: You had so many, uh, you know, examples of gender bias in there as well. And uh, I like what you wrote about that. When, when men have a pain, they get a prescription. When women get a pain, they get yeah. an antidepressant. I liked reading your book. Let me tell you why. Uh, Susan, if I may call you Susan, that um, I enjoyed do. it because you had a sense of humor to what you were writing. You were going, like, can this be? Can this be? You know? <laughs> and I love that, the, the point about getting a second opinion. And I love how you tell people when you, and I do this myself, before I go into a doctor's office, I have a list of questions. Because right. you're in such a panic mood having the exam Will you say, be ready when you go in there. And uh, I'd love to, um, your kind explanation about women and self-blame. Can you further that for me?
1: Oh, I would love to. That was one of the things that struck me the most in my research. So many of the women I talked with, and I talked with, you know, maybe over 40 or 50, they blamed their illness, whatever it was, it didn't matter, on, on their stress. And they felt that they, they couldn't handle their stress that they were overstressed, and that was why they became ill. And so they really saw their, their illness as a public manifestation of their stress. They, thought it, they saw it as an advertisement to the world that they couldn't manage their lives. And that led to a tremendous amount of shame. And they tried very hard to control their stress and thus to control their illness. And, of course, you know, we can't always control our stress. And so I think that what's really important to remember is illness is frequently random. I mean, certainly not always. But, you know, some people get COVID and some don't. And some smokers get lung cancer and some don't, et cetera. So we, it's really, to a certain extent, the luck of the draw. Now, of course, self-care is very important. I'm not saying it isn't. But it isn't, mm-hmm. it isn't always the cause of your illness. And I was so amazed at how many women felt a great deal of shame. It, it just, frankly, it blew me away.
0: Oh, and, and and you bring up another point. Sorry, I stumble over when I get excited. But the, a part of your book <laughs> that I really did enjoy was that you bring up, I, I do have to say, you do have a, a great, this book does have a, a hint of humor in it, you bring up the medical yes. cu- curiosities through the centuries that were just, she's yes. got the vapors, or, Hit, she, oh, she's yes. a woman, she's right. suffering from hysteria. Uh, one of them was right. they were turning the women upside down in a tree to straighten out their uterus, you know. <laughs> right. right. I was like, where did she find these stories? Tell us a couple of these, because that I found, and, and there have been a couple of topics done on it, and I believe it was yes. – uh, Kellogg, Kellogg, uh, the founder of the, the serial, the doctor, uh, yeah. who, who also had like the treatment centers for women with hysteria. You know, you're suffering from hysteria. That's what this is. So go into that because I was laughing. I was, I, I thought that was so funny. Go ahead.
1: It is funny, and I was laughing too. In some ways, it was my favorite part of the research. But in the realistically, it's not funny because through through the ages, women's bodies have always been devalued, and our reproductive organs have been considered the causes of our immorality, our instability. Our low, our, our low if, if even existent, morals. Um, it's just uh, the, the Dutch said that a house full of daughters was like a cellar full of sour beer. And the Chinese called us called daughters maggots in the rice. I mean, it, this, it, the devaluation of women and women's bodies of transcendent cultures, which is particularly fascinating. Aristotle called us mutilated males and leaky vessels because we menstruate and cry. I mean, we, it, it's always the, the assumption throughout history has always been that we need a new and improved version for our bodies, as it, you know they're, they're responsible for all of our issues. And I think that some of us unconsciously have internalized that and I think that's why I think perhaps that shame is as prevalent an emotion as it is. Oh definitely just, I mean I'm, I'm thinking back just in my readings through the
0: centuries where it, if crops failed it was because a woman walked by who was menstruating. It's her fault. That's why the car yes. failed. It's <laughs> just like okay, uh.
1: right? Right. We we could also but, crack mirrors when we menstruate. I don't know if you realize that. You know? <laughs> oh, it it it's just
0: and and when you think about it, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you you really got me thinking with this book. But when you think about it, everything I understand that the male female ratio when a man had to kill a dinosaur so he was handy. <laughs> or had to kill a mammoth so that was handy but as the century got better and as we evolved i think they just had to come up with another reason like uh you know what honey there's no more mammoths out there anymore i think i should have you know fair treatment no no that's that's hysteria
1: <laughs> i know i know you're uh, let me just for uh, a thing, let just me just what i'm sorry i interrupted you oh no 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 go ahead i was just going to say Um, I wanted to go back to shame just for a minute because there, there was a study done where women who thought they were experiencing a heart attack, they weren't sure. And the researchers wanted to know how many of them would call 911. And over half said they would not call the emergency because, one, they didn't want to bother the doctor. And, two, they didn't want the paramedics to see their messy house. They were too ashamed. I mean, shame can be fatal. So they decided not to call nine hundred and eleven. Think about that for a minute. I think I put on the book. Imagine this on your tombstone: if only she had kept a neater house, she'd be alive today. I mean, it, the shame is so it's lethal. That's all I can say. Well, it is. It is kind
0: of a, a, a male kind of oh, oh, toughen up kind of attitude you know. And and yet a man with a cold has got to be the worst thing you could ever experience. (laughs) It's a cold. It's a cold. You're not going to die.
1: (laughs) When my husband would get a cold, he was sure it was either a sinus infection or perhaps the beginning of pneumonia. He was never sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is is true. Like At the slightest thing, I mean, uh, I could fall down, a, whatever, a flight of stairs. I could do whatever. I could bump my head or have an accident or whatever. <laughs> and and it, it will, my husband would turn to me and say, "Can you feel my head?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you first. Exactly. <laughs> and you you, you exactly. cover that in your book where you say that where it's ingrained in us to be the caregivers. Yeah. And I think that's yes. part of the shame part that you were talking I about do too. That. You know that it's ingrained when we're growing up. Uh, well, now nah, I don't know about now. Well, I think yeah. Wait a minute. There's American girls. So, but we were giving dolls yeah. to take care of. We were giving. Yes. We were. We were basically groomed to be caregivers for the rest of our lives. You know, yeah, take care of your doll. Yeah. You know, take yes. care of your doll. Yeah. You yes. Gotta... Yes. Nobody you know, ever gave no, a doll to a boy and say, "Take care of it." <laughs>
1: they said take care of your football right I mean, yeah said. yeah that's about it <laughs> but there, there was a yeah. study that were where women were given a list of five things to prioritize you know which who would or which would they take care of first and the first thing we take care of is our children the second thing we take care of is our pets the third I love, I love that The third thing we take care of is, you know, family members, elderly parents, whatever. The fourth thing is our significant others. And last, of course, was ourselves. And I think that that should be the other way around. I think we should take care of ourselves first. I think it's very hard to take care of others if you're not feeling, you know, tip-top yourself. I mean, even the airlines tell you to put on your mask before you put on your child. And there's a good reason for that. But I think also... Oh, definitely, well, and I, I think also that the, the, how do I say it, the lack of resolve to take care of ourselves is what prevents us sometimes from getting a second opinion. We don't have the time, we don't have, it's hard to get childcare, this is that, you know, whatever the reason is. Women get second opinions much less often than men. And that is one of the main points of the book. We, we, we must get a second opinion when we get a diagnosis. We must get a, 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 do our homework and do our research. It's, it's critical because diagnoses are so difficult for, for a doctor, they really are. You have to realize there's maybe 20, 30,000, maybe 40,000 diseases out there, many of which have the same symptoms. And so for the doctor, it could be like looking for a needle in a haystack. Um, the second opinions, I well, think, I think are, are very welcome.
0: And you covered that also when you said, I'll go back to this, backtracking a little, when you said go in with a list. Go in yes. prepared yes. because they are right. only going to see you for 10 minutes. So they can, right. And it's not like they can guess. And you have to you have to be honest, you have to be truthful with everything that's going on, and but be prepared when you go in to say, "I'm having these symptoms. Should I worry about right. this? Because they, right. because they've got stuck questions to answer, and then next, then the next person. Next right. I, and that's that true. that's how right. that works. Yeah, and, and you, you bring well, that I up think... in the book too, and that's so go ahead.
1: Well, I say having a list is, is particularly important because it focus, helps you focus and it helps you and the doctor focus the visit. Um, you know, you, you go in with symptoms and you say, "I'm tired, I'm stressed, I don't have an appetite." That can those symptoms can can represent a, a variety of illnesses. It, I mean, it's almost impossible for a. For a, a an accurate diagnosis to come from those sort of vague symptoms that we all experience. So you're really helping the doctor when you have your list and you're specific about what your issues are. I think that's very, very important. And
0: also, I think you brought up, don't be afraid to, if it's something you don't know, to ask about it. Right. To ask about it. If you're right. not sure, does this could, you know, I, I'm dieting. Could that affect that? You know, my balance? Right. Uh, my vision's blurry. You know, don't be afraid right. to bring that up. It's not just because you're getting older; you still gonna have things that go wrong. Well, I, I well, I don't know. I was reading your bio. You're, I think you're incredibly healthy.
1: <laughs> <Don't>, uh, <laughs> yeah, you exercise, good. right? That, and, well, that's also a um, lot of the draw. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> you,
0: yeah, you work out. What
1: so. I let's go back. to I it. do work out. Go ahead. No, I I, I work at it. But, you know, to be totally honest, I'm not sure if I exercise because I can or I can because I exercise. I mean, I don't know which came first. You know, when you're well, sick, just, exercising just isn't it. always this. Yeah, I try. Oh, gosh. I mean, right after this, I have Pilates. So there you go. I'm sitting here in my Yeah, night, I was reading. You know? I was reading your bio. I go, when,
0: when did she have time to write this? <laughs> Between exercising? <laughs> I don't know. She's so active. I think that's great. Also, I I think it really comes through in the book, your mental attitude towards it. it, It's it's very kind, and you're just, look, ladies, I'm just trying to tell you. And as I was reading it, Susan, I realized it's not just for women, this book. You know, people, if you're listening, it's not just for women. Men, if you want to understand what we go through when we go to a doctor's office, It's it's like you almost feel like an alien sometimes. You know something's wrong, (laughs) and you're trying to tell the doctor, but he's got like eight other people to rush through, and he's got a checklist that he does, and that's it. So, you know, we've been conditioned to, and and I love when you say we're conditioned to be caregivers. I'm going back to that because in my house, I am the person who's taken first aid four times, CPR four times, and orders (laughs) the first aid kits. (laughs)
1: Yes, of course. No, absolutely. That that's our job, right? Or it seems to be our job. But I think too it well that's what I'm
0: saying.
1: Well, and when bo- you go, I'm sorry, y- Yep. Yeah. We well, both have
0: well, so much to, say. to say. I know, well you excite me. What can I say? You excite me. Uh the, I know. Uh, um, I'm the part to... about when I said men should read this because if you have a mother, a sister or or a daughter, you should read this.
1: It's not yes. just for women yes. this
0: book. Men should yeah. read this. If you have a daughter, if you have a mother, if you have a wife, if you have a woman in your life, read this book. If you have a sister, to know what she goes Thank through, what the difference is.
1: Right, right. It is when you go to you the doctor. Know, I, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I think one of the things that I found particularly interesting is, is this next study I'm going to tell you about where a bunch of doctors were given a – it was a fictitious scenario of a man and a woman who had exactly the same risk for, for cardiac issues. I mean, they had the same symptoms. They, they did the scripts identical. When stress was not mentioned, most of the women and most of the men got a prescription for a cardiac workup. As soon as the word stress was mentioned, only 15% of the women got a prescription for a cardiac workup. The rest were told, you know, whatever, to to take tranquilizers or whatever. So I think that the diagnoses really depend on the, the particular doctor, the way the symptoms are presented. When women talk to the doctor, and I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, I want the doctor to know everything. So I tell her or him, you know, all of my symptoms, how I feel about them, I can go on and on. And I think that in a certain sense, I think that that can skew the diagnosis towards a more psychological one. And I think we have to be careful of that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't tell the doctor how you feel. Of course you should. But by the same token, you don't want your physical symptoms to get subsumed, so to speak, by the emotional one. I, I think that, that you, you skew your diagnosis when you do that.
0: Well, we are more uh, empathetic as women. I, I, I don't want to say mm-hmm. all men are mm-hmm. not empathetic. Um, but no. on, uh, on that level is that we also don't want to be a bother. <laughs> Oh, it's nothing. Oh, (laughs) Nancy,
1: that's so true. It's nothing.
0: It's nothing. nothing. I I think the maddest I, Susan, I ever got, the maddest I ever got was the misinformation about childbirth. Oh, it's nothing. It's like a bad period. It's nothing. And I'm going, you all lied. You were women and you lied to me. Yes.
1: It hurts. It hurts. It's true. You lied. Yes. It does hurt, absolutely, you know, and don't let anybody tell you differently. I guess it's worth it, it because a lot of people have two, three, and four children, but nevertheless. I have
0: one. <laughs> I have one, Susan, one. <laughs> now, I want to say this again two, because I want to say that people can get this. You have two? Okay, you win. <laughs> Sideline, yeah. how women manage and mismanage their health can be found where we can find it on Amazon and uh you can go directly to Barnes Amazon and, and get it there as well, Barnes & Noble. Also, uh, because I, I do want to say this, you're also available for lectures. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I would love to. I would love to. I love talking about this. I, re- I really want to encourage conversation about illness because one of the things I did find is so many women, because they're ashamed, Keep their illnesses themselves and don't talk about it with other women. And I, one of the, one of my goals is to not only empower women to take charge of their health, but to encourage them to talk about it with others. I think that's really important. Oh, I I think your your book,
0: or you just even
1: talking on the subject, or being
0: interviewed, would be a great Canyon Ranch or cruise ship lecture or any of those things. I mean, this is oh, something I would go to. <laughs>
1: she's ready so as long as
0: i have an exercise machine <laughs> so listen oh, right. i want to just back in
1: five minutes you know? So she's <laughs> ready to go
0: people if you're listening
1: <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> exactly I forgot to He's mention ready. and I really want to there's a resource list at the back of the book because i didn't really stress enough how important it is to do your own research so at the back of the book, I think maybe the one of the most important parts oh, yeah. of the book is a whole list of resources that will help you do your research i mean one one of the one reader wrote me she called it a, the, her woman's her new woman's Bible because of the resource list and i I was so delighted to hear oh, that of course. Yes. It's a resource
0: directory. And uh, I just want to tell them your website because I can't believe how fast time is going because you're so much fun. Okay? Oh, my Lord. But it's
1: Susan, <laughs> Susan Salinger,
0: S-A-L-E-N-G-E-R dot com, Susan Salinger. The book is available at all mediums, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Right. Just if you go to her webpage, if you want to contact her there, I believe you have a contact there.
1: I do. They can leave a Absolutely. message? Absolutely. Yes. Yes,
0: they can, You can contact her directly, and um, this interview will stay online, so people will also be downloading it as well. So it's just it's just a great book, Sideline, How Women Manage and Mismanage Their Health. I read it. I'm going to tell you, Susan. This is how good it was. I read it in one sitting. Oh, wow. That's how good it was. Thank book you, is. Nancy. I read it oh, in I'm one sitting real. because I w- wanted to know more. But I'm telling you, uh, because I'm also, uh, I've been a, a comedian as well, when I started reading the history, and then I, I, all I kept thinking was how men used to control women if they, when they had affairs, that the women, their wife was being irrational, so she should have a lobotomy. Right. right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's scary. When, when you think, you know, oh, she needs a lobotomy. She's the, but when it's scary, when, when I read the book Handmaid's Tale years ago, I said, that, yeah. that could never happen. Oh. And now today I'm right. going, this can right. happen. This could yes. happen. Yes. And I'm, I'm so with you. glad scary. and happy that you brought this book because it brings everything back to the forefront. It's like, hello. Thank you. You know, you're not alone out there. Yep. You know, you need to take care of right. yourself first. And I do, yes. I do hope yes. you get on the lecture circuit and, and, and do speak some more. www.susansalinger.com. The book is on Amazon. You can get it there Again, a good summer read, too. As I said, I couldn't put it down. I, I read it in one sitting. I didn't get up. I, oh, that's and then so I realized lovely. I just read the whole book. <laughs> I just read the whole oh, that's, book. That's I said, lovely. I can't believe I just did that. But, <laughs> and there is such a, you have such a great feeling. What I liked about it is there's so much of you in this book. It's not just facts. You really are trying to share something, and you could feel that. Yes. There's an empathy to this oh, book so that you want to give knowledge to women and to men about what's going on there. And, again, I'm going to say this is a book that's not just for women. It's for men. You know, I'm even thinking that uh, even older women should be reading this book or, or younger. It, it, it's yes. ageless. There's no age to this book. That yes. you really should yes. start almost young, almost, you know, give, give a 12-year-old this book so she can start reading. This is going to happen. You know, this is what your parents no, go through.
1: And this is what you need to know.
0: And this is what you need to know. How long did it take you to write this book? Because it is so informative.
1: It took me, I mean, part-time, obviously, but about 10 years because of the research involved. And then I wanted to keep updating my research because some of it really, I was, like, for example, The Shame. I was a... I thought to myself, "This can't be," you know. So I kept researching and researching, and then I got into the history, which I absolutely love. Um, it, t- it took That's quite a while; part. it really did. And, and I, the women I you helped. You. The
0: women Say you because you went. Back... The women you helped because you you interviewed women yes. and then went back later to find out what they were doing, which was I'm not going to give anything yes. away, but that was very interesting.
1: Yes, very I, interesting I really with them.: wanted to know, I got very close to some of the women that I did interview, and they incidentally, I want to tell you, they were all so generous, and their sole purpose was to help other women. That was what they wanted, and, and so did I. So we really had a common purpose, and they were so generous in there, every single one of them, really, they were so generous. it was so nice. And, and this is also this is
0: a, a great book club book as well. This is. You yes. go on. I could go on discussing this book. I only have three minutes, but I could go on discussing this book for a while. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you happy. I ran over it's to amazing. my neighbors and I said, "I just read this great book. You've got to get this book. I just read this great book. This is so informative. I didn't know all this. So it's oh, really so just nice. wonderful." www.susansalinger.com, and it's in the self-help section and it's it's I I really I'm going to give you a glowing review I'm going to write it up because it's just I could feel it coming through the phone your dedication towards this subject and and yourself (laughs) thank you 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 you. know
1: writing is so lonely sometimes you sit in a room and you put these words on a page and you hope somebody will notice so I can't tell you how happy you've made me thank you
0: Oh, and it, it, it's great, and, and a, sh- a shout-out to your
1: husband, right, too? <laughs> yeah, there. for sure, for sure. Fred,
0: we're shouting out to you, Fred.
1: So. Right, <laughs> exactly, And a shout-out exactly. to Fred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we want to give Fred a shout-out for, <laughs> oh, for and sure, feeding the cats sure. and, uh, you know, for sure. Give him a, <laughs> because I'm sure, because I write also that your husband has to hear the latest thing that you just found, and we know how much they love oh, to hear that. of course. And <laughs> – But anyway, I want to thank you for being a guest on today's show. I wish you much success with this wonderful book. And I will give a write-up to it uh, soon. And uh, keep up the good work. Don't stop. And I hope, please, if anyone's listening, have this woman come lecture. Have this woman buy this book for your mother, father, your friends, anybody. Get this book. You're welcome. And thank you for being a guest on today's show. Um, this has been. Oh, I have one minute. Is there anything you want to add?
1: No, I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed it. And, to, and for everybody that buys the book, please check the resource section in the back. Oh, it is.
0: You can't believe it's everything you need to know is back there. She spent exactly. a lot of exactly. hours and days yes. and years putting that. And it's great. It's, it is like a little Bible. I gotta say, a woman's Bible. Yeah. there for <laughs> no, that's what, But uh, that's what somebody said. Yeah, it's good. All right, Susan uh, Salinger, www.susansalinger.com. I want to thank you for being a terrific guest. I I feel energized already. Um, Today's show has been What's the Buzz New York? (laughs) You too. What's the Buzz New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. Again, sideline how to manage and mismanage how women (laughs) – I can't even say it. I'm laughing so hard. How women manage and mismanage (laughs) their health. The alliteration – Tripped over my tongue, but thank you again. This has been What's the Buzz New York with your host, Nancy Lombardo, and my special guest, Susan Salinger. Check her out, everyone, www.susansalinger.com. You have a good day now, okay? You too. Bye-bye. All right.
1: Bye.